and welcome to The Solve Network. My name is Shane Borza, and I'll be your host. Along with my co-founder, Benjamin Goss, we'd like to welcome you. Our mission is to provide solutions and create a network of experts for you to learn from. Now, this show is a little different than most podcasts, as it is actually a live call held twice a month. If you can, please join us on the first and third Thursday of each month so you can get your questions answered live and direct from the experts themselves. If you're an expert, please contact me at shaneborza.com so you can be a part of the network. And now, here's our show. Scene one, Apple, take one. Hi, I'm Shane Borza, your content creator coach. I have two books on filmmaking, Film Notes, where you learn to write, direct, and produce, and the Film Notes Workbook, where you can learn checklists and paperwork to streamline creating your content. Available at shaneborza.com. I also have filmmaker resources like the Paperwork Bundle with over 300 documents, the Sound Effects Bundle with almost 3,000 files, and the Music Bundle featuring 900 tracks of all genres. Want to build your professional credits? Become an associate producer and get listed on IMDb. Let me help you get your art out into the world. Scene one, Apple, take one. All right, so I, yeah, I guess we're at the Q&A, but before we jump into that, you know, I just want to say that I'm so appreciative for all of you being here and participating and taking this step for yourself and just hopefully approaching it with this curiosity and an open mind. So I would love it if you could use the chat function right now to share maybe one aha or one learning that you had from tonight. Mm, Using, Julie likes the idea of using the strength to deal with an area where she might be stuck. Yeah. I do too. I am stuck on something right now. As you know, we talked about it earlier today. (laughs) I got to use my strength. Okay. Love the sign and the free constructs. Oh, thank you, Shane. Good. I'm glad it's easy to remember. That was the intent. I second what Julie wrote. Okay. Thank you, Kari. Okay. Well, we can jump into the Q&A. And if you've got something you want to add into the chat, you know, go ahead and do it. But does anybody have a question? I don't, I guess maybe it's a question. I thought it was interesting where you talked about, do you really enjoy it? So like one of my strengths I had is leadership, not, not necessarily leadership itself, but kind of getting people to perform and, and do more than it. And then there are sometimes I like that. And then there's sometimes I really hate that. And I have to nag people or, you know, really. So I don't know if that's a, are there different contexts where sometimes I enjoy it and then other times I know I'm good at it and I can get it done, but I don't really enjoy it. That it's a great question, Julie. I'm glad that you brought that up. And this kind of goes into that nuance and that step three, but we can go there right now. So the way I like to think about it is guardrails, kind of like in a bowling alley. So you might like that leadership side and motivating people and pushing them further than maybe they would go on their own. But what are your guardrails around it? Is your guardrail that the person needs to have intrinsic motivation? And if they don't have that, then that situation, that leadership role right there, that doesn't work for you anymore. 
Yeah. Or is it that um, you like the, that one-on-one motivation, but you don't like having to move an entire team at one time? Mm-hmm. You know, so you got to you figure out the particulars mm-hmm. to, to your strength. And, it, and it's really important to discover that because that's what makes it really unique, right? And then, you know, when you come, I know you do a lot of work with corporate clients as well. And so when you are working with one and you see that maybe your day-to-day client person, you want to coach them and help push them, but they don't have that intrinsic motivation. Maybe they're really flat with it or their mind is somewhere else or thinking about leaving. Well, then you're not spinning your wheels anymore around it. Like, you know, that's not your sweet spot. You might say, hey, Kari or someone else, you know, here, like here is, I think you should go talk to this person because that's their sweet spot. That's not mine. Yeah, that's helpful. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Anyone else have a particular situation you want to share? Well, I can jump in with a question, but it's not related to a particular situation. You had two book recommendations. They're both by Marcus Buckingham. So I was curious what brought those to your attention if you were, I know you mentioned that he had kind of founded various things and moved on and and done other things. So was uh, one of those books brought to you somehow and then you found the other one or were you a fan of his or, no, I'm just interested how the two books you both mentioned are from the same person. Yes. Well, I mentioned it because they were related to the assessment link that I had sent out. Um, but just to answer your question a little bit more broadly, which I think is where you were going to, and I, I, I sort of revealed um, a little bit behind the scenes here that, I, that I'm a bit of a nerd. But so I was, so I scanned the environment on the strengths scene, so to speak. So I have a, I have a certification in the field of positive psychology. And so I wanted to, um, bring some of this to the world. And when I looked at the different strengths assessments that are out there, this one stood out to me because of what I said earlier, that's action oriented. It's like, what do you do? Um, I have taken a bunch of the other strengths assessments and I have found them really interesting. I mean, like Julie, like I, I love taking them and exploring the different layers and then progressing from there but I found them harder to execute on. So I know like for strength finders, what my top five, you know, what my talents are, what my themes are. And I still find it harder to execute on those because it seems more like it's about my personality than about what I do. And this, I find easier to pivot when I already know what my strengths are, which are verbs or thoughts or things I, that I do into applying it to different situations at work. Does that kind of answer your question? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It was a really good question. These are great. Is there more information on how some of these different strengths interact with each other? Yes, yeah. That, that's in that third bucket of the refinement. Um, yeah, so that was covered in, like I did that in my workshop yesterday, and there is. Um, I will just try to bottom line it for you in a few sentences here. But what you want to do is put yourself in the shoes of somebody else. And so if it's actually this, this particular part of it becomes much easier when you've taken the assessment so that you know what somebody's strength role is Mm -hmm. versus their particular strength. 
So if somebody is here, I can share a screen on this actually. I thought maybe that question would come up. So, so if you take the assessment, you have got, there are nine different strength roles. And if you are an advisor, you will communicate differently to another advisor than you would to say a teacher. Like a teacher loves to explore. A teacher loves to ask questions, kind of dive deep. You probably know somebody like this. Um, like, you know who's a teacher, Greta, in our world is Kim. Right. She just asks like endless questions when it's, it's kind of annoying to me until I figured out like, this is what, she, this is, she's not doing it to be annoying. Like she's doing it because this is, this is, she just wants to know. She's curious about it, but this is her way of finding out more about it. So how you would communicate to a teacher would be very different than how you'd communicate to an advisor. An advisor wants you to bottom line it. Like, go, just tell me you did the research and just tell me the answer. Like, I don't need to know, you know, don't ask me 50 questions about it. Just tell me the answer already, you know, and get annoyed and impatient if you try to go a different route like you might with a teacher. So, yeah, so there are some nuances around it. And I do find that understanding your strength role. And if, and if you don't take the assessment and the person you're speaking with doesn't, like, I don't know if you're thinking about your boss or somebody like that, but you can, you know, you can take, make some assumptions. You can think about, you know, if they are a, a connector, then maybe you lead with a way to connect with her. Like how you went to Oprah with her, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And so yeah. then that's your opening. Yeah, I, am, I am thinking of a coworker, but I have, I feel like I've tried all my tricks and usually I, I have very little trouble connecting with people and motivating yeah. them and nothing. It's like blank. Yeah. And I, and I, I keep thinking, you're just, you're, you're not getting her. You're not, yep. you haven't found what makes her tick. And I'm, I'm running out of ideas about what it could be. <laughs> mm. Well, I try to even get her talking just about, you know, her weekend or her daughter. And it's, it's nothing. So then, so then that might not be her thing, right? That's, maybe she's not that connector. So you right. need to think about like, what is her thing? Is she more somebody who um, she's driven by morals and she really wants to do what's right. And so, you know, maybe there's a conversation around that, you know, I'm, yeah. So you, but you do need to figure out, right? From what yeah, I need to figure it out. I'm just running out of ideas. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, if so you I want thought, ideas. Oh, if I can get her to take this, I can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to suggest that. So see if you can get her to take it. It's free right now. And so that would be a great way. And then you get perspective on it. But then you have to get her to share, like, what are the phrases in that report that resonated with her. So then you know what's important to her, like who she is. And then short of that, um, if you get this book, it's like $20 on Amazon or something. It goes into detail on all of those nine different roles. And it's, it'll be an inexpensive way. As you're reading it, you're going to be like, oh yeah, that's her. That's her. Yeah. And then there's a section for each of the roles that literally tells you like specifically what to say, what to watch out for. So that'll be helpful. Even just in a spirit of experimentation, just go through all nine and see which one works with her. Yeah, because now it's just an obsession. 
And you do love to solve puzzles. I so. do love puzzles. Okay. Well, if there are no more questions, let me. I, I have questions. This has been. Oh, sure. So I, I have taken uh, DISC. I've taken like a couple of different versions of the Enneagram. I've taken um, the Gallup Strengths. Yeah. So, you know, if somebody throws a test at me, I have a tendency to take it just because I'm curious as to how accurate it's going to be. Yeah. And it's interesting. Most of the time, they're pretty, pretty accurate, I'd say, to within 98%. So just from a pure curiosity standpoint, I find that kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I was curious, um, have you heard of the app called Crystal? I have not. So you might want to look it up since you're into this sort of thing. It, if you pay $50 a month, it will let you take like, I don't know, it's like four or five different types of personality profiles. But the, the app is a Chrome extension and it's supposed to help you craft better emails when you're talking to other people. So like if you want to write, oh. a, write a message to somebody on LinkedIn, you can be more explicit um, and try to kind of write in their language, so to speak. Um, you know, I, I haven't gone this far yet, but I really like a book that from the nineties called, I wish I'd said that by Dr. Linda McAllister. And Mm -hmm. she, she talks about communication style and she talks about how communication style and her opinion and research isn't explicitly connected to personality, although it's linked. So I've got kind of a multi-part question. Um, I'm assuming that you've got access or exposure to different types of uh, assessments or, you know, profile whatevers. Do you find that certain types of tests are better for certain applications or for certain use? Is there benefit to somebody taking five or six different types of assessments? And then um, in addition to all of that, do you think that, um, you think there's truth to the fact that personality is not necessarily linked to communication style? Do you see that in your own experience or does that surprise you? Yeah. So maybe I'll just go in the order that you asked them. So I think the first was, um, is there, well, is, was the first question around, is there benefit to taking multiple? Well, it's kind of like, yeah, A, is there a benefit and B, like, do you find that a certain test is better in a, for a particular application yeah. or if you're yes. like, you know, um, you know, like some tests are better for interpersonal, some are better for work, you know, and then maybe you could also talk about um, um, like maybe if you want to delve into a little bit more, the difference between the go book and the, the Gallup strengths or whatever, if that makes any sense. Yeah, sure. So I do see benefit. Wow. That just got really loud all of a sudden. Um, I, I do see benefit in taking multiple, aw, <laughs> depending, <laughs> <laughs> depending on the situation. So the standout one, the situation where I like to use it is when somebody comes to me specifically for career. So how, how do I identify what my edge is at work? How do I use it more? How, how can I be more powerful? How can I... Um, reach my goals more easily? How do I increase motivation at work? And so I find that standout is great for that. For, but I've used the other ones too. So it depends. You know, I had somebody who just really wanted to do, who's going through a divorce and was doing a deep exploration of himself. And so we looked at multiple ones 
The Strength Finder one specifically is really personality based. It's about how you see yourself versus the standout one is how others perceive you and what you do in certain situations. So that's the distinction specifically between those two. Yeah, that's helpful. I don't know if that answer, that's helpful. You, what did you ask about the difference between the two books? Or oh, the, question? Uh, that, that, was, yeah. that was like, is there not so much, uh, I just wanted her to go into more detail about the difference between the strengths versus the go, which I guess I was interpreting as take action with what you've got. I yeah, just was wondering right. if she could go a little bit further with that. Yeah, for sure. So the standout 2.0 book. So this one is, is the foundational book. So this one talks about each of the nine strength roles. And th this is the organization that I'm certified through. So I'm definitely most familiar with this one. And I intentionally chose this one because I, I think it's a great one for the career. So this one is about you. It's about that first step. It's about the no. And then it starts touching on the how you use it and how you might communicate with others. But it's really that foundational one about the self-knowledge. And then the second one is, this is, you know, put your strengths to work. So this is more about, okay, so now you know your strengths. Now, how are you going to use them? So my follow-on question to that is, what's the difference between the standout and the Gallup's strengths? Like, are they essentially <laughs> parallel or is there actually a difference in like, um, I don't know, not, not etymology is not the right word. Um, I'm trying to think of like, you know, is there a difference in their origin, difference in their use, or are they just literally using different terms for kind of the same ideas? No, they're not. And I, I was trying to kind of pull out some of those differences. Um, but the, in terms of similarities, they are, they're both based on research by Gallup. And so they have done extensive research on engagement and performance in the workplace as well as individually. And so, so they're similar in that sense. They're both, they're research backed. And I do love that because I'm because I'm a bit of a data girl. So, I, so I, I like that the research is what drove it as opposed to just somebody thought that, you know, this would be interesting. Which, by the way, I heard today that, that the EQ test by Daniel Goleman with those five pillars, like that was never, that was never um, validated, which I thought was really fascinating. I mean, not that it matters necessarily. I think there's still value in things that aren't validated, but I just thought that that was interesting. Versus you know, versus standout is, has been validated over tens of thousands and plus different results. And well, Shane, Shane knows that I like the quote from Peter Drucker, what gets measured gets done. Yeah, I think that, that there's a positive to that and a negative to that, but it's probably a different conversation. And the, so the, so strength finders, so it's now actually called Clifton Strengths is, is the new rebranding of it and that one is personality-based. This is how you see yourself when you're taking, if you take a look at the way that those questions are phrased, it's about you, like about how you perceive yourself versus I'd encourage you, Ben, to take the standout assessment and you'll see that the questions are really about given this situation, which might be just slightly stressful, what are you going to do? How are you going to deal with that situation? Like, what's your instinctual path? 
And so it's timed. And so you've got like 20 or 30 seconds for each question. And then you need to choose the one that best represents you. And so that's, that's what I mean when that one's more action oriented versus the strength finders one is very interesting too, but it's more about how you see yourself. So that's the distinction. So does the speed of your response have an impact on the uh, assessment or not really? Well, you, you don't want to miss too many questions. If you miss more than two questions, then it will kick you out because then the results won't be validated. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. So we're coming up on the last 10 minutes almost. I'm happy to have a final round of questions if anybody has anything else or any comments. And then we're going to start to wrap up. I have a question because um, I'm into these tests and sometimes I feel like the whatever your frame of mind when you're taking the test can change. So do you recommend, like this was true on the Enneagram, which I, I love. When I, when I saw my score, I actually was my second thing. Like once I started reading the description of that role and what it is, do you find that happens here where you may have answered one way, but then when you actually read the descriptions, you think that the, the one that I was second or third on or something is really more me. Does yeah. that happen? That's a great question. Um, and each of the strength roles have equal opportunity to be chosen. So let's say in one particular situation, you could have gone either way choice B or choice C. And so you ended up with choice B. Well, it doesn't matter because further along in other questions, you'll have that opportunity to pick the role that corresponded with choice C anyway. So it's, it's a matter of frequency. And then, your, and then your inquiry about the state of your mind on how it would play out it, it's really about the, the biggest issue I see is people's mindset and how they're taking it. And what I mean by that is that, and I see this especially in women, that they answer with how they think they should answer. Or they answer with what they think the right answer is, as opposed to choosing like, this is my instinctual way to deal with that situation. Does that make sense, Julie? Sorry, I was trying to unmute. Yes, that makes sense. Yep, thank you. Yeah, sure. Anyone else have any other questions or comments before we start to wrap up? All right, well, I just want to uh, end my part here anyway by just congratulating you. Virtual high five for everybody. You spent a weekday evening with me investing in yourself. And I know some of you personally, and even the ones I don't know, I know that you're out there doing amazing things and changing the world or you're part of the world. And so I just want to applaud you and encourage you to continue on this path that you are on your journey of learning so that you can have the most impact in whatever way is meaningful to you in your world. So I hope you stay in touch. Here is, I have my email up there. That's my cell phone number. We're a really small group here. Every Wednesday, I am holding career office hours. You can come and ask me anything. 
And I am not charging for that. So that is just sort of during this time, I know a lot of people have been furloughed, lost their jobs, or some people are just thinking about doing something different as they're contemplating how life is going for them. So I'm making that open to everybody in my community. And I know you can't click that link that's there, but I will include it in the email that Shane will send out. Can, um, I'm going to interrupt before Shane does the outro. Um, could you give us an idea as to, um, I don't know, maybe it's, I don't want to call it an ideal referral. Let, let, let maybe what's kind of like the, the kind of client that lights you up that really, that you really connect well with? Like, is there a type or, um, you know, what, what's an, well, maybe an ideal referral is a better way to put it. Like, you know, who do you work with best? Who do you find gets a lot of value? I mean, not that, I mean, I see a lot of value for just about anybody that's trying to improve their career. So I'm not, I don't, I'm not trying to suggest that there's a lack of value in what you're saying. So please don't take it that way. No. And, and I don't, and I appreciate you asking that question. So what I am most passionate about is helping women and minorities in corporate America. And so that's really what lights me up because I spun my wheels so much and didn't realize, I mean, strengths is one component of it, but there are other components of it as well. How do you have executive presence? And how do you have a strategic mindset? How do you, how can you be thought of as a thought leader? So, the, you know, there are different components to it, but that is, um, that's a group that really lights me up is minorities and women and specifically in corporate America. Um, and then the other group is around people that have been identified as high potential in some of these larger organizations like Fortune 500 companies that have this talent pipeline. And so they have high potentials that they've identified. And then it's just a pet peeve of mine that they put them through just like Everybody gets the same exact training. Nothing is customized for their experience, for their culture, for their situation. And so that's my other ideal group is having them go through a 12-week program that includes training and coaching to really customize how they get from point A to point B because that path is not going to be the same for everybody. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's very informative for me. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. Um, I am also doing 20-minute consults with people. So just, you know, in this time that some of my corporate work has, quite frankly, dried up, so I'm not doing as much consulting. And the plus of that is that I have more time to be serving that value of mine, which is to serve. And so that, that is really fulfilling to me. So right now I'm also offering 20 minute consults with me at, you know, at no charge to talk about careers or a particular situation. And connect with me on LinkedIn. You know, that is just a nice, easy way to at least have that connection with each other and see what each other are up to. And then I'm launching an online course around this topic of strengths. It'll be a five-week module, a five-week course, and with five modules and 15 different videos and workbook and really detailed explanation around how do you take your strengths to the next level. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for being with me tonight. You made it into my notes. Oh, 
Oh, so thanks, Pijol. Hand it over to Shane. Thanks, Pijol. Great presentation. Thank you. Thanks, Mary. I'm glad you touched on your upcoming course because I was going to ask you to spotlight that. So uh, thank you for telling us more information about that. Uh, great presentation. It was very informative. So thank you all for joining us tonight. We hope to see you on another call soon. And I uh, really want to thank Bijal again for such an excellent presentation. And I look forward to hearing more from you soon. LinkedIn group. Talk about the LinkedIn group. Oh, yes. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Uh, we, we do have a private group on the salt net, of the salt network on LinkedIn as well. So we'd love to have, as Bija was saying, it's great to connect on LinkedIn and be able to kind of keep abreast of what we're all doing. So please, uh, join that, or you can, uh, link to, uh, Ben or I on LinkedIn, and then we, we can uh, invite you to join in the conversation and stay up on what our guest experts are doing and kind of join in the community that we're starting to build of people and their specialties so we can all kind of learn from each other and uh, share and grow in our skill sets. Hi, I'm Shane Borza, a climber, creator, and coach. And I want you to build the skill of health and fitness. My new course is a priceless gift to you, and it's available exclusively on PonoQuest.com. That's P-O-N-O-Quest. Build the Skill is a minimalistic, functional, real-world fitness program which can help you to move better and get stronger faster. I can't wait for you to check it out. And when you do, please let me know how it helps you. That's Build the Skill at PonoQuest.com. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Solve Network. As a reminder, these calls are held live on the first and third Thursday of each month. If you'd like to join us as either a listener or guest expert, please contact me at shaneborza.com. On behalf of my co-founder, Benjamin Goss, we're glad you are a part of the network and hope you are finding solutions. If you need solutions, please reach out. <laughs>